This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Are you sick? Corona? Corona? I can't. We're just 이러고. choking on our words. Yeah. We're just choking on our war- words. Um, we were just talking about something interesting offline, and we're like, you know what? We got to start the show. Yeah, so thanks for joining us. We weren't even going to start. We were like just chit chatting, but now we're starting the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Dajima Show. My name is Peter Kim. And I am NG Kim. We're the host of this show. Thank you for joining us again. For those of you, of you who are new, thanks for joining us. What are you doing uh, here? Why are you here? <laughs> Who told you about this? Yeah, let us know. Text us their number. By the way, if you are telling people about this, do it, like, put it online. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, share it or uh, put a review. That helps us a lot. Yes. That's just me screaming at you about... why you're not leaving reviews but please <laughs> leave reviews this is this the most uh, unprofessional podcast you've ever heard new people old people they're like yeah this yeah. is why we come back I like <laughs> we get the- our polish somewhere else <laughs> yes i like the fact that these people sound like they don't have any idea what they're doing <laughs> they're unprepared unhinged and unprepared yeah mostly <laughs> To, re- to reuse that word again. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, we, this is a podcast where we talk about our shit, Korean shit. We're both Korean mm. comics that are queer, and we're out here to uh, complain about shit. So if you're one, you're if you're one of us, or if you are someone, uh, if you're someone who is a fucker, a friend fuck. of Korean, yeah, welcome. And this show's really for everyone. So thanks for being here. Um, we're gonna get right into it. It's time for Kick Ass Koreans. Kia. This is the segment of the show where we talk about our favorite Koreans of the week, mm-hmm. what they're doing, and why they're fucking kick ass. You know, like <laughs> this is a very important section of the show. And this week, I'm so excited because this person, this kick ass Korean, folds so many of my passions together. Oh, yes. <laughs> into just a yummy pocket, uh, edible pocket. Uh, I'm talking about Chef He Jin Chun. Ooh. She is a chef up in uh, the San Francisco Bay Area. And she was in the uh, SF Chronicle uh, recently because she's been um, doing this thing called, she's been doing this series, uh, a cannabis dining series mm-hmm. called Big Bad Wolf. And okay. that's like, you know, it's something that like ha- is done. You know, often you saw it done on Chelsea Handler's show on Netflix. She did like a cannabis dinner. It's, you know, there's cannabis cooking shows. It's nothing new. But what's new is that it's a a Korean woman and she did this dinner for, I believe, 40 to 45, um, like powerful, well-dressed women. (laughs) All getting high as fuck and eating the most delicious food. And her food... um, it's not only delicious because she's trained at great places. She lived in Paris and did started doing like pop-ups of Korean food stuff. And her like chef friends could co- would come and hang out and started becoming a thing. Oh, like wow. she's very cool. Yeah, you know she's what I mean? very cool. Like, she's like tattooed. She looks yes. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a culinary self-starter. Yeah, cool. Uh, uh, bad bitch in charge. Yeah. You know, she seems like someone I want to like just shadow. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> just, sure. yeah, yeah. I just want to see how she runs her life. This is someone I would have um, had a crush on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I have a crush on her, mm-hmm. and I don't want to sleep with her. I just yeah. want to, like, massage her feet. <laughs> Not in a sexual way, because I, just in a servile way. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, I just feel... In a kinky way. Like in she, a kinky way. Not, no, non-kinky. I do not get off at all at feet. By the way, if you get off at feet, I love to talk about it, because I'm just not... I, I don't understand... I want to understand what the foot thing is. Mm-hmm. This go. Let me just put a pin in it because it, we're gonna get into the mental stuff later. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Chef Hyejin uh, Chun, she just seems like a fucking cool ass person, and the the um, the courses of her dishes are all tied to some kind of memory. Cool. So like the fourth dish, for example, um, uh, is a chuk, 
It's called a caretaker, and it's based on like her the role of a caretaker and what they do to a rice yeah. to sit there and simmer the rice for a long time to break it down. Oh my god! Yeah, and shrimp or whatever. You know, like it's it, it's like kanji for like other Asian yes. food, but like chuk is that thing you eat when your mom. Um, it is home early from work because you've been home all day sticks from school. Yes. And she's like, this bitch can't fucking stomach a thing. No. Let me boil the shit out of some rice. No, the smell (laughs) of juke in the house, and it really is something Mm -hmm. special. Like the way that it's a memory. It's a memory, yeah. Yeah, it's a love language. Uh It's our parents' love language. Yes. It's their act of service to us. And I I feel like it's such like a um, like a, a very special gift or moment in a lot of like K dramas too, like a demonstration Absolutely. of like a- affection and like yeah. of of care. It's like a, it's like it is a love language. It's like very specifically like the time and um like emotional weight of it, like because it's so much because mm-hmm. it, it does take a long time to make. It's a long time, and she's making it for her dinner. Uh, uh, parties these like small to medium-sized dinner parties 125 dollars per person okay. uh each dinner seats about 20 to 60 people and for the latest event 45 se- seats sold out uh in less than 48 hours wow so like before she could even post it on her instagram it sold out so wow. like people are like and, you know, it's San Francisco, so everyone's just, like, lining up for everything. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> she's, like, the center of the cool of the cool, which yeah. is so awesome. Um, it's a nine-course culinary experience with cannabis. Cool. And she's so cool. In her, like, pull quotes, she says stuff like, it's not just uh, getting fucked up high and going to 7-Eleven and getting big gulps. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, bitch, this ain't basic, okay? <laughs> I'm not serving four loco. <laughs> Which, but that's the thing is like so much about this like when you are stoned like you are particularly attuned to flavors and textures so it is like sometimes been a pity that like all you have is like Doritos or like I mean the sort of spiritual connection that most people have to Taco Bell is 100% because of weed because of like (laughs) (laughs) ain't nobody going to Taco Bell stone sober It's like there is something uh, like even the memory of it, even if you go there Mm -hmm. sober, it's like it's like uh, eating a Funyun. Like I'm never going to eat a Funyun without getting completely fucked up first. But that's the thing is, and it's like the texture is wild. So to be able to do it like with like really beautiful ingredients and um, food, that's like wild. This is like a trend. I've mm-hmm. seen it. There's a couple of like yeah. these like private dining events that are Chicago too. Yes, absolutely. And you know, it's better than going out to a random restaurant and mm-hmm. the dealing with the nonsense. So if you're going to spend a certain amount of money, why not have it catered and curated by a fucking dope ass chef yes. who knows cool ass people in that city who's mm-hmm. doing artistic stuff you know it, it reminds me of that have you ever seen midnight in paris it's where a they salon go it's a salon yes. yes it's a salon exactly that's what dream. it feels yeah. like and um oh me too to throw one, or yes, to be at one? To ha- yeah to have one to throw one, throw one yes. like to be at the center of this like to be the sick. host of it yes to be uh, smoking a cigarette out of a holter <laughs> wearing long yes. curls surrounded by books <laughs> and shouting at someone from across the way dark like, woods yes. velvets everywhere shouting, yes, at, um, exactly. sh- shouting at a man named uh ricardo from across the way how was uh-huh. how was how was uh, morocco this year something like that yes <laughs> <laughs> So I'm so sorry, dear. I was in the Maldives and I just couldn't get out. The winds. <laughs> you know how sailing in my, is. In, even in my fantasy, I have um, a nightmarish natural Tra- disaster. Travel. <laughs> Travel. <laughs> in my fantasies, I'm keeping it grounded. They lost my luggage. Um, <laughs> well, she even says like. Um, she says, quote, connections fostered between guests is far more important to her than any critical validation from others in the food industry. That's great. She she says, I've stopped trying to sit at anybody else's table. I got sick of trying to fit in anywhere. So I just created my own space. That's yeah. fucking kick ass. Yes. And I am so inspired this week. Chef Hedgin Chan. Yes. I would love to go. I don't know if you do only women dinners, but I, I'll put on a wig. I'll, I want to <laughs> eat your food. I want to get high with you. I want to talk. So that's yes, our kick-ass I love that. Like, I'm not waiting for a seat at that their table. I'm making my own app. I'm building my, my own. own table. Yes. And guess what? My table is round. Because <laughs> I'm I, I seek equitability. <laughs> and we're gonna all get <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I love that. Yay! Yay.
Okay, my kick ass Korean is because I was doing a lot of research about um, K pop YA novels, like as a genre. Mm. Yeah. And like one of the best selling K pop YA novels is Shine, written by none other than Jessica from Jessica. Jessica from Girls' Generation. Oh, whoa, no way. Yes. And this is the pivot that she I wrote am, a book. Yes. Debuted oh. at number one, like is like the best selling fucking K-pop YA novel. And wow. totally. Yes. Totally drawing from her own story obs. But what's crazy is that like, so she is, a, if you don't know, Girls' Generation is like sort of like the first like big push by K-pop, like by, yeah. um, I think it's SM management, mm. SM entertainment, yeah. like in order to get a K-pop crossover. I like, they like, they, I remember when they premiered on David Letterman, it was like a big fucking yes. deal. Yeah. And, they were like the big, like Hallyu push yes. out from Korea. And they had, there was like 19 members or whatever, yeah. you know, like it was the first of the groups where it was like so many members that you're like, Oh, is this, this feels like cool, but also like what? There's like a diminishing of yes. identity because back, remember back in our days, you and I, when we were growing up, yeah. our girl groups were like SCS. There's only three. Pinker, three yeah. Three yes. to four. Yes. If you had four, you were like, whoa, what 20 women on stage. If, like, there, if there was four, one of them better be a fucking rapper. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And she never dances. She just there was dances. a lot of like mixed. Remember, they were like mixed gender groups that we never see in America. Never. Like, um, like Rula. Oh and my Krul. gosh! Yes. You know, they, yes. They, these were groups that had men and women on, and they sang harmonies and yes. they sang together and rap. Like, whatever happened to that? It became very gendered. Yeah, it's kind of like um, uh, black families on television in the, like uh, in America. It's like, where do they go? Like, where do they go? This seems like an obvious erasure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in the late '90s and stuff like that, it was just like there were a lot of like black. There was a whole channel, yeah. UPN. But then, what, what happened to what, UPN? What happened? It's very I think similar. Part of it became the CW, maybe. Yeah, but then there, there are, but it's not like there are no black people. Yeah. <laughs> like, like all of them like grew abs and became white. Are there any Asians on CW? Uh, half Asian. Oh, I guess. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> we stand. Yeah. We're here for you. But, I mean, We're here you know, to support. Yeah, I think. But like, so she's a part of that first push at, yeah. of Girls' Generation. She fucking, uh, she was Elle Woods in the Korean version of uh, Legally Blonde. And then she left. Oh. She left uh, SM Entertainment because she they were trying to like, you know, control her life. And she was like, fuck this. I'm out. And then pivoted, and now this bitch is a best-selling author. Wow! Writing about the very experience that she's escaping, like that to me Good is for just her. Yes, that's a boss move. Amazing. Yes, and, and and that does make sense that she is a best-selling author. She has a lot of fans. Yes, she. I'm sure she is. You know, very cultured and worldly, mm -hmm. doing what she did as like a international cultural ambassador. Yes. You know, <laughs> so you know, dancing and singing on stage, but also doing like media appearances, and you know, she had to be a fucking uh, a. A pawn <laughs> of South Korean propaganda. You I mean, know, she's like, been doing this for since she was eighteen. I mean, she's she joined SM Entertainment in two thousand. So then seven years as a trainee before the debut. Wow. Yeah, I wow. mean, so she joined in two thousand. I mean, she's been in the business for. And right, now she's years. with UTA. Yeah. Look at look at you, Jessica. That's what I mean. Jung Suyeon, Jung Suyeon. Yes. She got out. She just got out, and she she's and a K A too. She was born in San Francisco. Yes. 100. This, I love her. That's Jessica, what I mean. let's be friends. Yeah. <laughs> Can we go to Chef Hejin Chung's uh, dinner together? You're from SF. She's in SF. I used to live there. You for sure Come fuck on. with weed. You for sure have to fuck with weed. You, I don't know. I'm maybe, sure she fucks with weed. I don't know. Korean yeah. people are like, it's like different over Maybe there. we should do a live show in SF and try to get those two to be our kick ass guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get fucked up with Jessica and Chef Chun. And just talk about the bullshit. Isn't that cool? Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like this whole uh, K-pop YA novel thing is also one hundred percent a a genre now in YA. In a whole industry, I'm sure. Yeah, it's a whole be. industry. Yeah. So it's just like 
people yeah it's like a thing that like she's recognizing and also for her to pivot like i just i love that yeah that's like i mean that's because so much of this especially in uh the k-pop world like it's Mm -hmm. very difficult for women specifically i mean not even just anybody inside of that whole if you're like a cog in that machine it's hard for you to Mm -hmm. exert any sort of autonomy and agency so good on you bitch just get chewed out yeah Yeah, good on you yeah all right follow them support them do what you got to do become their fans um we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back All right, folks, we're back. Listen, it's um, okay. Well, Unji and I were talking before the show, and yes. you, Unji, you were going into some like really interesting area of uh, of your therapy and your mental health in the last two right. weeks. Yeah, so and, I've been. Uh, um, yes. I'm, I want to know more about that. So I've been struggling a little bit, probably like you know, I'm doing, I'm touching base, I'm doing all the things, I'm talking to people, I'm fucking up, you know, whatever. And um, I had a like an appointment made, like an emergency appointment with my psychiatrist to like figure out what we we're gonna do with um, medication, maybe up the Zoloft dosage, change it up. Mm. Who the fuck knows? And at the mm. end of me describing all my symptoms and like kind of what has been happening, he looked at me and was like, so. Are we ready to try ketamine? And he said it like that, Peter. (laughs) 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 And it's like, it's you know how sometimes you're on Daytona Beach MTV (laughs) Spring Break. Yeah, and I pulled up my I pulled up my top and flashed my titties in the Zoom. (laughs) 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 I I mean, it's like you know, this is sometimes a little bit of an issue when like you have like regular mental health professionals that like. Think that because you're a comedian oh they can joke around yeah and i'm just like my face was like what no, <laughs> i literally looked at him and was like this is a twist like i thought i came in here thinking that it was like this x was gonna happen and you didn't I even you're gonna give me an emotion wheel yeah I exactly i thought we were you were gonna zig <laughs> and what you've done is introduce ketamine to the pro- <laughs> like i mean and the process is like very first of all how do you feel about that do you feel any shame around ketamine or needing like having to need ketamine or you know what i mean or uh, something around that no i mean like i i like it's just i think it's a bizarre treatment choice like i was like i don't even know what this is for like i my understanding is that it's very much uh usually treated to help people who have like deep trauma and depression and it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I'm like, that's not where I'm at. I literally was like going through everything. I asked him, I was like, well, yeah, what did I say? <laughs> like, <laughs> what triggered this? Yeah. And also is big K pushing you? Like what is happening? <laughs> he was very Why excited about it. Thing? But also, by the way, this treatment well, maybe is also, rigorous. can I, okay. Tell me about that. So the treatment is two hours for eight weeks. Every week you go in, and you have to like basically trip for two hours. And then like, yeah. it's like sometimes there'll be a therapist in there with you kind of working through stuff. And it's supposed to like open you up because of, for people with trauma, because like you have access to your emotions. And I'm like, that's not what yeah. I'm trying to do. Oh, I, that sounds like something I would like to do. Yeah. I'm trying to get away from my I, feelings. Oh, maybe that's why he's offering ketamine. <laughs> <laughs> like any trauma i've had i've addressed by pushing it really down <laughs> yeah exactly that's probably what it is <laughs> well i mean that's they're the trying thing. to get down there with the ketamine <laughs> well that's the thing is like we were talking about is yeah like when we talk about trauma i'm like because i was talking to my therapist about it later and she was like well you do have trauma and i was like do i like mm-hmm. i guess and that's the thing is like we forget that things are technically categorizes trauma and it's like for us it's just shit that happened to us it could be it's yes well it's both it's shit that happened to us plus it is traumatic i guess in my mind trauma is feels like something that i'm dealing with like you have to get a leg blown off in war yeah i mean it's just like or it's like something that i'm continuing to struggle with and i don't know if i feel like i am i'm like i i i I hear what you're saying 
It's hard to. Well, I don't know if you have. I'm not gonna say mm-hmm. that. I, I bet you're doing you're doing what I'm doing, which is exactly the same thing. Of like, oh, I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. So it's exactly what my mom's doing. Yeah. You know, like she she doesn't want to deal with the past. Mm-hmm. I told you what she said when I went to Atlanta, right? Where I was like, I'm on antidepressants. Yeah. And she was like, wait, what's what's wrong? What's going on? And I'm like, what do you mean what's wrong? Look at how we fucking grow up. And even my cousin was like, whatever, your dad chased you around with a knife. Yeah. That's nothing. That's nothing. He, he tried to choke me out with his belt. And I was like, I don't want to compete yeah. with you. <laughs> I don't even a, want to be in this game. Yeah, this is not. A, like, stop justifying it. Is that a competition like, anyone should want to win? No, yeah, and it's his trauma saying stop being a pussy, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's our trauma saying stop being a pussy. This is nothing. There are people with worst issues. Yeah, all of that can be true at the same time. Yes, other people comparatively might have worse issues, but someone with a leg blown off at war might look at our issues and be like, "Whoa, I'm just glad I'm not <laughs> fucked up." Like, sure, I don't have a leg, but like, I could still win a decathlon. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> You can't even function in society yeah. because you don't address your emotions, you know? So, like, that's we think of trauma as something so removed from what could possibly be what we're dealing with. You yeah. know, like, that's what that's what I, I I started with a new therapist this week, too. Really? I mean, you didn't start with a new therapist. Yeah. I, I started with a new therapist. Why? why what week. happened to your old therapist? Um, it just wasn't connecting. Yeah. Like she and she was through the behavioral therapy or behavioral health department at my like clinic. Okay. At my um like hospital center or medical center, and they do this thing where it's like while you wait for a therapist, uh-huh. you can do this as an interim, like just to talk to someone for twelve weeks. It's included. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll do it. Now, um, while doing that, it was just like she also couldn't talk every week. She could only do like once every two, like her thing was full. Yeah. So she was really like doing me a favor by okay. talking to me. And I'm like, I don't want this to be yeah. a thing. But also I was in, um, uh, speaking of the Bay Area, I was in this uh, queue or line yeah. for this place called Foresight, uh-huh. um, which had these couple of Korean female therapists that I was in oh, this- like line for. Yes. But it was taking six months, wow. you know? So I was like, I can't sit here and not do therapy. So like they called me, they were like, do you want to maybe like look for like kind of widen your thing a little bit? And also I realized that maybe I made my therapist criteria so tight so So that that you wouldn't have to see someone. I wouldn't have to see someone. So I was like, stop self touching yourself and just widen. Go see a Chinese person. Yeah. (laughs) Go go see a Filipino person. Go. Like just (laughs) all of Asia. Like, Russian, yeah, Thai, it's okay. Like yeah, Ukrainian, yes, another immigrant, Kazakhstan, yeah. like they're Korean, yes, yeah. <laughs> like somebody, someone from Paraguay, like yes. you can do it. So now I'm seeing a Latinx queer, cool, who yes, who is doing um, D DBT, okay, whose whose practice is DBT, dialectical, dialectical behavioral, yeah. um, which is exactly what I need from him. I said, what I need is, first of all, I told him, I need you to help me experience joy. (laughs) And he was like, okay, tell me about that. And I was like, I'm having trouble experiencing joy. Yeah. Because I also don't experience sadness. Uh Uh-huh. So I cut off those two extremes. So I'm in this like squeezed middle, but I I, I don't enjoy that. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not liking it. I don't like, I'm not liking being in the middle and I need you to help me. And he was like, well, you know, and he said exactly what you were saying. Like you have issues. It sounds like accessing your emotions sure. because of your trauma. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, are you ready for some ketamine? <laughs> I wish he said that. I would love to do an eight week program of forced tripping. That sounds Amazing. I'm so scared of accessing all these emotions. I'm not ready. I'm not I don't I don't have enough towels. That's fair. That's fair. Like That's I don't fair. like it's, it's like okay. it seems it seems really overwhelming. It's it's also like Of course. 
there, that was the thing is that my therapist was kind of like, well, you know, there's a part of you that doesn't actually want to get better. You just want to fix what's wrong now. Right. And it's like, that's 100% true. I want to just be productive. I want to be like excel at this thing, but I have right. no interest in actually like what you're, what you want is like a loftier philosophical idea of happiness in which I have no interest. It's not an idea of happiness. It's a, a pursuit towards accessing happiness. Yes. Like I can't even access it. I, I, you know what I, I mean? I, so I, like I need to be able to access it. That's so healthy. Without. That you want to do that. that it's bad that you can't, but that you recognize that <laughs> and that you want to do that. I have no desire to like. I get it. Yeah, I have no I get it. desire. <laughs> it's it's super scary because it's being vulnerable and yeah. you have to be absolutely vulnerable, not a controlled vulnerability like stand up. Yes. You know, like it's not. Yeah, like we're that's why that a lot of that has really made me um, seek this because. I. For so long, I, 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 I've been in the same loop as you, like yeah. just fucking be busy yes you know and you won't have to feel mm -hmm. and that's a lot of koreans that's why we end up with pancreatic cancers you know what i mean like <laughs> <laughs> so many ulcers yeah 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 like it's be it, it's not it's not rocket science it's just solving for x if you don't have this part it's gonna be imbalanced and you're gonna suffer and i'm i'm suffering yeah I, I am in suffering, not like a, what you say, like PTSD and I can't get out of bed yeah. and, uh, you know, like, but it's not, it's not black or white, you know, what we deal with. Sure. It, it's very much in the gray and it's very much a personal thing. Like yes. you almost can't compare it to other people because you're the only person dealing with your past. Right. So in that it is uniquely traumatizing. <laughs> yeah, the Now curve, for you to complain curve, about yeah. it with someone with no legs is Rude. stupid. Yeah. yeah. So don't do that. But I think in a private space, like a public podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite all right. I, mean, I, I just This like, is what this space is for. It's for me and you to be completely honestly vulnerable yeah. and in, in that way hopefully our listeners can have a little bit of glimmer of hope for whatever they're dealing with you know like because it's our job to be scared yes i mean yeah. and i feel let me say i think at least with the ketamine what they're describing because i like looked it up i was kind of like what's happening why do i need to do this like what is the goal? Literally the form they sent me, they were like, so what is your goal? And I just put like, fix me, question mark, question mark, question mark. Like, I'm not really clear what this would do. <laughs> like, there's so many questions. And I, I research and it's just like, I'm not clear if I want to do that one, but like talking mm -hmm. to you, what I'm understanding is, and what we both, I think have lived our lives for the last 20 years, maybe 30, I mean, like certainly prepubescent, like some of the time that we were 10, I would say that like I've been white knuckling shit. Like I've been white knuckling since I was three. Yeah. Like you just like white knuckle yeah. your way through shit. And it's like yes. being the, like having your feelings in such a tight fist, like mm -hmm. like like if you are just constantly making a fist, it is hard to remember what it even feels like to relax. Yeah, or feel someone else's hand. Yeah, to help. So it's like you're just so yeah, numb you're not, to you it. You can't accept help because you have convinced yourself you don't need it. That's also the default feeling. The, right. the tenseness and like the hold you have over everything is that's the base level. That's your, that is the default setting for me at this point. I told you what my mom said, right? In Atlanta, when I told her about my mental health and... You know, I got clowned by my cousin. Yeah, I remember <laughs> this. <laughs> she said, she said, oh, that's good for you that you want to deal with this stuff. Yeah. And I go, okay, don't you? And she goes, absolutely not. Yeah. And I was like, why? And she goes, I only think about the future. I don't think about the past. And I go, um, okay. <laughs> and she goes, 
if I think about the past, I don't think I'd be able to survive. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's hard to hear. You know, that's hard to hear that my mother is self-aware about how troubled her past is and the fact that even glancing at it will ruin her. Yeah, I mean, that's how you operate too, right? I mean, like looking back, it's like I've I've it's just so like I mean, all I, of our parents that are like lived through wartime, like they simply don't look back. They like are I, always But I I didn't live through wartime. Like I want to break the cycle. It, it's exactly like how, you know, like how my mom won't talk to me about anything personal or like engage mm-hmm. with me in an emotionally intimate way. I want to break that. That's also why I don't want to have kids. Yeah. Like I don't I don't think I am if I don't break this, yeah. I'm just going to recycle. I know it. And I would the last thing I want is some chubby queer boy that looks like me <laughs> to not have it, access to me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh my god. That's like a cosmic tragedy. Like I okay. can't do it. So like I think there's a part of me I was who was I talking to about this? Um, doing it for your 13 year old self. Mm. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. I, I, I'll bring that up later. Ask me about that later. But okay. um, yeah, for me, I, I want to break it. I think once I have become aware of it, I am so, I'm too aware of it to not want to break it. For your 13-year-old self. Yeah, because think about it. If my 13-year-old self who's white-knuckling through seventh grade yeah. got a chance to look through a portal and saw me now, would he be proud? Or, or would he be, be like, pissed. fuck, fuck, exactly, right? <laughs> like, I want him to be pr- I want him to be like, I'm not white-knuckling for a reason. Yeah. That there's an end to this. You know, like, I want that to be the promise I'm 40. I'm almost 40. <laughs> I can't look at my 13-year-old self as a 40-year-old and be like, I'm still trying. <laughs> I can't. It's too sad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Peter. Okay. I just like got sad. like I just got goosebumps. Like I'm just like so I just got sad about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like, I don't know. Whatever. It's every we're all on our own journeys. I'm not here to say your journey should be where exactly. No, I I'm just trying to hear you out and also tell you that I'm struggling with the same exact thing. Yeah. I mean, like I yeah. think the idea of being like, like that sort of vulnerable, like you want to connect with your mom and have emotional like conversations, and like the idea of my mom ever asking me about, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? That sounds crazy. I like I can't even think about. That's not even a dream of mine. I wouldn't even. Th- that's not even a possible. That's not even. That's not even a choice on this multiple choice test. Like I, that's not. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know. I I also don't know. I like I was not. I'm not like that. There's so much about me that like doesn't need from her anymore. Like I don't even right. I, I you know like because it's that's crazy to have asked and she can't give it to me so I don't you know it's like going to a Dairy Queen and asking for filet mignon I'm like I don't think they have it in this building. <laughs> like this is a this is this is a Wendy's ma'am like you know kind of situation. Yes, yes. Like yes. I I think I agree. I think there is a part of me that's going like, well, my mom's just my mom and I, I'm accepting that. And that's cool. Yeah, But my mom but knows I, me. Like she knows I, that I, I don't know it. if that's right. Right. But right. She can't give the, it to me. She can't. And that's that's her, uh, her thing. Yes. That's not about you. No, it's about her. Exactly. That much I but, have learned. In therapy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I'm trying to not. um I'm just trying not to repeat. Yeah. You know, because like I see all the things that I look at my mom, look at my family Mm. and go, why are you like this? (laughs) This is what's fucking me up. You know what I mean? And Mm. and I'm just doing the same exact thing in all my relationships, my friendships, my, my romantic relationship, you know, like everything. That's why I love business, because there's no emotion in it. 
Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's not. That's why I love show business too, because there's really no emotion in it. <laughs> like, there's no, like, it, it can just be commodities being exchanged. And it's transactional. Concrete. Yeah, you know? it's concrete. Numbers, like, your math. success is like quantifiable, and like, there's things that me- uh, they're measurable, and like, I understand. That makes so much more sense, I guess. And relationships are f- are surface and fake. You don't need to have a depth of intimacy with every single person you work with. You have a very touch and go or coworker type thing. That's why I think Hollywood works for me. But <laughs> like, I, I I also am aware that like I need to have a balance. Like I can't I can't have that touch and go thing with everyone in my life. Right. At least I don't want to anymore. I think I, I think I did for a while because mm-hmm. I was like, hell yeah, working for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Sleep when you're dead. You know, <laughs> this kind of like attitude. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that. Wow. I, I You know, I understand just- that ketamine is like such a different thing. And I, I think it's important to say that like. I think it's cool for you to say like, whoa, what the fuck? And also I'm scared of this because a lot of people are feeling that. Yes. But I say, I think ketamine would basically be like over the eight weeks, like stuff that you accomplish, Peter, when you take, when you do acid. Like it's that's like, what I, exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. And it was, remember probably, I was talking to you about psychotropic stuff. Yes. Like it sounds exactly like that because like in the sixties and seventies, they would take LSD or mushrooms or whatever, mm-hmm. close their eyes and just like sit there and like listen to music. Yeah. And kind of go and, there. Yeah. And just go there and flush out. Yes. Like, and I don't. It's like get, a colonic for your heart. For, for, yeah. For your, your psyche. And like I don't. Yeah. For your psyche. And you get. You really. You know. I never thought I'd be one of these people. I would. I would consider myself to be a lifelong learner. Seeker. Like one of these people mm. that's always kind of searching for something. And I will say as someone who's gotten older. Like I've become less like that. Like all these like kind of emotional and psychic ruts you've described, like uh, generational trauma shit. Like, yeah, I've kind of become complacent about it. I've certainly started to exhibit those same patterns. And there's a part of me that's just like, well, this is how it is. And it's the part that I think it probably behooves you in like wanting to counteract that is like your experience with um, like psychedelics and also the time, like the time you put towards making sure you stay on that path and that you don't set up camp alongside of the path. Like you, you know, you're not mm. resting alongside of it because it feels comfortable and this is a good spot to just rest. You know, you're continuing to push on and push forward. And I, I think I would I've love just been, to feel comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Me, I, that's where I've been. And it turns out I'm like, should we go further? I guess. Like, I guess where I've set up camp is no good. <laughs> There's, it's, it's flooding. And I'm the like, the waters run dry. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, you know, I need to move on. But like, yeah. I think. But th- yeah. good for you for acknowledging that. Yeah. I mean, I, I realize that more and more as like, I'm not being able to overcome this stuff. And like every time I ask myself or pose myself, pose to myself the question about like, why are you this unhappy? Why are you finding it so mm-hmm. difficult to like uh, break free of this block? Like, why are you uh, languishing here? I can't mm-hmm. offer up even a, an explanation. Like I can't explain it. And it's like for the first time in my life, I can't point to anything. I'm not, ex- I'm not like overtly angry at anything. There's nothing overtly wrong. Like it's just a malaise. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Well, what's happening here? What is this right. block? And, you know, right. and it's because I haven't, it's because I'm white knuckling it, not accessing those feelings, not accessing right. any of this stuff. And it's like, oh, I guess I've gotten, re- I've basically, I've, and it seems like you have already been doing this. It's like, I kind of have reached a point where I have to ask, why is this scar even here? Right. Yeah. You know, that's, like, that's exactly it. Like, why is this scar here? Like and, and how how do I how do I process it? Yeah, like I don't I need to get rid of the scar. Like, like it's there's no way that the, you this, won't. I won't. You won't. But like you'll get rid of the. Uh, I, I I'm hoping to get rid of the like discomfort in not knowing why it's even there. Yes. It's right. Like that kind of, of yes. like what the f- what is this? It's it's like you know there's like a difference between people that like cover up a birthmark. Mm. you know on their face if they have a ports wine kind of stain on their face they cover it up or whatever and then mm. have you ever seen people that have like a birthmark or like a weird like thing on their face and mm. own it 
Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's what we're trying to do, right? Like, own it. Mm-hmm. Like, figure out. Yeah, own and the not scar. Tr- stop trying to, like, put Neosporin on. Yes. Stop trying to, like, yeah. cover it up with, like, makeup. I think that's things. astute. Yeah, that is exactly it. It's like we it's to stand of, firmly in it. Yes. Yeah. And acknowledge mm-hmm. it and like have get and have that bring you power and strength. That that acknowledgement. And individuality. Yes. yes. And experience and wisdom. Yes, exactly. So I and guess I, I, I'm I doing think all of that exactly. will have Yeah, you should. <laughs> I think you should. Only here's what here's what. If you think of it, if it's too hard to justify doing it for your mental health. Right. Which is very hard to do. Yes. Because we have many steps into even acknowledging. Yes. Like there's an issue. Maybe try to do it for as a like a business expense, like a creative journey. You oh. know what I mean? Like a writer's retreat. Yeah. You know, where you're like, I'm diving in so that I can s- sell a few shows. <laughs> <laughs> like what if I emerge from this being like, actually show business is stupid. <laughs> It, it might be the best thing to ever happen to you. Truly. You know? Truly. Or I'll Could come be. out being uh, Shonda. But like, I, yeah, one exactly. <laughs> Either way, you'll unroot something. Yeah. That'll feel so shiwane. That's all we're actually going for, always. Shiwane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's true. Like there's just a little bit of relief. Yeah. Like that's so so deeply a part of like Korean culture, like Mm -hmm. wanting to like so much of so much food is specifically supposed to make you feel relief. Yeah. So many Ah, soups. Yeah. So many like naengmyeon is supposed to be shown it. Like it's like all these foods are supposed to specifically elicit like relief and Mm -hmm. like fresh refreshingness. Yeah, refreshing this. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what we're after. <laughs> Isn't well, that nuts? I, 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 I think that the fact that you are bringing this to the pod is such an admirable thing to do. And whatever you decide to do, you know, obviously we're here to support. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just excited to see... What's next? Well, I mean, I get, I like next week. I mean, literally this upcoming week is when I would do it. It's like supposed to be. And also ask if they could like hook you up with an extra bottle. Yeah. Just, you know, for for research. You know what's crazy is I actually have a vial of actual ketamine. Oh, really? What? From where? From a a black scientist that like my friend, like like a a drug pickup. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it's like. Why do you have it? You were going to try it re- recreationally? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then it was like, I was kind of like, what am I doing? You know? And I was like, <laughs> this is stupid. I was like, I don't need this. And I just like, it's like at the bottom of my makeup bag. And now it's like the fact that the, my psychiatrist was like, yeah, you should have done it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Go digging for those pills. <laughs> I mean, what's wild is that like, you know, both of us, I think, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think many people would say I was like a relaxed person, but like I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> no. No one would no, say I was relaxed. I've heard. I've heard that. <laughs> no one has ever described me as relaxed or nice. But. Um, <laughs> but Honestly, same. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I. I think that people like the way that we present a lot of our anxiety and um, uptightness. Like mm. manifest in a way that people that like don't realize how debilitating it might be, like you, mm. indecision and like these things about like, because for me I have so much worry over making the correct decision, and that's something that is like incapacitating. Like I, mm. you know, if you've ever talked to me about like a weird like specific baby toy or like skincare, it's because I've done all this exhaustive research on it. And come to no conclusions. Like, like I have no answers for you, but I do know a lot about every single product out there. And it's like... Yeah, it's the correct answer syndrome. Yes. Yeah. It's debilitating. It doesn't exist. We have to remember it doesn't exist. There is is no correct answer. It is deeply debilitating, like, because of this, like, and it's not... And I've been trying to figure this out about whether or not it's, like, a fear of failure, because it's not. For me, I'm like, I'll fail all the time. Like, I'll bomb on stage and I'll do it 
happily. Like I'm, I'm, I'm asking the audience to leave. And then as they're walking out, be like, but why are you leaving? Can you tell me specifically why? And I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not afraid to fail in that regard. It's, I, I think it's almost like the, the correct answer is just like, that's like genuinely what I want. It's not even that I think if it's wrong, it matters. Does that make sense? Like, it's like, it's a very bizarre feeling. Like it's almost OCD like. Like that's where I'm getting a lot of this anxiety. And it's mm. it's funny because because of the way that I kind of present, people think that, I don't know, I'm more sprightly, but like, let me tell you, all of this is very dark. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, we know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've heard. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just like, I kind of, I'm curious about, I guess some of it, I will say with the ketamine journey is like, I, there's a part of me that's deeply embarrassed. You asked if I was embarrassed about it. It's like, I'm not embarrassed about needing this or like having this as a treatment. I'm embarrassed at like, at what trauma has been holding me up. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm a, you I mean like, like for, what about, what, what about the trauma? That, that it has held you up? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, I mean either way it's an embarrassment yeah you know it's a it's a clashing of what you want to present versus what you are seen as yeah and you know you're afraid to be seen in this way yeah i mean like it's it's just like i don't if it's like you know this whatever trauma and it's like you know so much of it is like as korean americans so many so much of our trauma is like you know, rooted around parents. place. Yeah. Uh -huh. And it's like, and it feels like, yeah, all of us sort of have something like this. Like so, I, I, someone is always. Yeah. That's why most Koreans you run into are unbearable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. Yeah. We're trying to be better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I all guess. of us are like, so what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think that's You got a fucking it. problem? I you think... got a staring problem? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're doing collectively. You got a staring problem. And guess what? All of us do have a staring problem. Yeah, we're fucking staring because we're judgy and we're angry. And we don't like ourselves. It's so true. I think that's the part I'm most embarrassed about. It's like people are going to, I feel like other Korean Americans would be like, that's what's tripping you up? Like, okay. Like in the comparative well, suffering. Well, I mean, fuck them. You know, like at least you're you're the brave one for trying to even address it. It's 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 easy to sit there and be like, well, you know, my mom was like this and yeah. now I'm like this. You know, that's the coward's way out. And be like, oh, I hit my kids because I was hit. Like, you know, like, shut the f No, it's way harder to work on yourself. <laughs> so, like, who cares what they think? You know, like, even if it's, like, such a common thing between Korean American, yeah. especially first gens, yes. to, to have a very similar trauma, like, that's a fucking big trauma. Immigration is traumatic. And we've talked about this over and over again on this podcast. Like, it is so hard to be born into a place and to and you're told like everyone's the same and then you're every day you're gaslit yeah that's not that's not a small trauma that's very big and real it's just like none of us really talk about it all no. of us are like thank you for letting us stay <laughs> like it's Thank, no, thank you for the invite. It's an honor to be here. Yeah. 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 It's an honor just to I be nominated. I love this table that we're sitting at. <laughs> it's true. I mean. It's a huge trauma. Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy to, I guess, categorize it like that. Um, to be not wanted by your society and also, in a way, by your own family. Yeah. Unless you reach a certain goal to be determined as valuable. So have that's everything capitalism. be so conditional. Have everything be yeah. so conditional. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hey. Yeah, that's why we're like this. <laughs> that's why we love showbiz. That's why we love stand up because it's absolutely conditional. Yes. Did, was I funny? Yes. That's it. There's not. There's nothing else. The meritocracy. And we call yeah. it a pure art because yeah. it's that. Yeah. But it's 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 mental. It's mental illness. <laughs> In, in a performance space. Yeah. I mean, that is it's the reason It's mental illness like it. with a brick wall behind you. Yeah, exactly. 
That's 100%. I mean, I, like, that, that's one of the main things where, like, with my therapist kind of pushing this idea that I would have um, be able to demonstrate validation for myself without with that not coming achievements uh, yeah or not externally but it come from within mm -hmm. which is like truly and it's such an insane idea to me i was like so you just love yourself yeah it's hard <laughs> it's hard like i've that. had to make like little goals like you know like how we we achieve we do it through achievements right or whatever val outside validation yes. i've had to like I have to now figure out how to validate myself, but in the same schematic. How are you doing that? It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. It's like, did I, it's a lot of making lists. Yeah. And like crossing things off and being like, you know, like, yeah. or like it's mirror work. I have to look in the mirror and be like, I love you. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. It's, I don't do it often because it's hard, but like, yeah, it's a, a lot of that mindfulness of like, you're great. You know, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken, like that kind of shit. Like in wow. the mirror to yourself. Oh my god, I just had an allergic reaction to that talk. It's gross, yeah. chinguro. Yeah, <laughs> yes. of course. Yeah, we're conditioned to be chinguro, but like, I don't know. You have to like do. I have to do stuff that like. For example, like I, this is really crazy too, but like. I'll talk in my dad's voice mm -hmm. and say that I'm proud of myself. Wow. Yeah. Like out loud <gasps> as a practice. Like it doesn't like make it go away, but like, it's just like, I have to, like, I can't, I, I'm just like on the floor. Like I have to, something has to be different. Yeah. And it's like, whatever my dad would have never done, I have to do. For yourself. I think, I think of it that way. Yeah. Like my dad would have never talked to someone about his mental health or like talked in his dad's voice to say he's sorry or whatever. You know, like, yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's like whatever she, she, juju thing that he hated. I have to do the like, yeah, I don't know. I, it's hard. Yeah. It is a it's the most difficult thing I've ever done or am doing. Yeah, you you are doing it. I don't think I don't think you. You, any for anyone you they'll do anything as difficult as self-actualization i mean yeah i mean you know here's i don't know i've never had a kid i'm sure that's pretty hard <laughs> <laughs> no i think this is harder <laughs> <laughs> It's so hard, Unji. Just know that, like, I understand it's hard. Our listeners understand it's hard. Yeah. And it is not about it being easy or doable. Yeah. I mean, this actually feeds perfectly into our uh, AMA today. Okay, it's time for AMA. Morago! Morago! <laughs> <laughs> our uh, question today is either your greatest regret... And like, what's the one thing you had to learn the hard way? Well, yeah, that's, that's it. Right yeah. There. I mean, like literally, like as you were talking, I was like, I think the fact that I, I would say that like whatever decision I made at like 13, you know, the promise I made to myself to simply like bottle all this away and never talk mm -hmm. about it again. Yeah, and like I did anything, that at 15. Yeah, like whatever yeah. bargain I made with like the moon god, like the night that yeah. I decided like, yeah. to like stop crying. Wait, did it change for you like immediate, like overnight? I remember, I distinctly remember the bargain I made. Like, I Me was, like, too. Yeah. I did a dear god mm -hmm. moment. Yeah. And it's, I've been trying to undo that curse since then. Yes. Like, <laughs> just like, Chris, I was like, you just have to survive high school. Yeah. And yeah. so I was like, this is what you got to do. And then I could not unlearn it. <laughs> yes. You became like compartmentalized. Yes. Because it it's also very effective, right? It's like up to a certain Highly point. effective. And yeah. so like when, but the thing is, it's not like I experienced success. It was just like I was successful at this one thing, at compartmentalizing and, just, you know, putting it away. But mm. I think like that is one of my greatest regrets. It's just like I, I just wanted to 
survive and like it was just like such a deeply it was like a survival instinct to like not feel this way. I don't way. know if we could have not done that. Exactly. Because you otherwise. I don't know. Like I just. We were too sensitive I think. You would have. survived. We, we would have killed our, Yeah. We would have killed ourselves. Yeah. It would have been crazy. Yeah. 100. So We would have like, been. We would have been sent to like military school or oh, some shit. You yes. know what I mean? Like yes. some, some boarding camp or. Yeah. Yes. It would have been nasty. It would have been crazy. So, yeah. I did what I saw my mom do. My mom like went through severe trauma and I just saw her pack it away. Yeah. And go to work. Yes. And put food on the table, mm-hmm. albeit, you know, not that tasty. Yeah. But <laughs> she was doing it. <laughs> she did her best. Yeah. She showed up. She did the job. She showed up. Yeah. And I showed up to junior high school and high school. And I fucking survived. Yes. A little gay boy who couldn't like You thrived. Oh God. I yeah, I come on, I wrong thrive. science. You did it. <laughs> I'm never. You're like to me. That's like going to Howard University, National University. You're so stupid. <laughs> Literally, no one knows. And like, out of like a hundred people I talk to in LA, in general meetings, whatever interviews, job interviews, <laughs> two out of a hundred people would be like, "Oh yeah, I've heard of that. That's like Stuyvesant, right?" Like. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you know and is, I'm so proud of you <laughs> is so embarrassing I for know, you. I know. <laughs> that's how that's how this because I mean every Korean immigrant community knows about like the whatever <laughs> the best school and whatever big so market is. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but you thrived. I mean, yes. Anyway, I, I don't know yes. if I thrived. I don't know if I thrived. I survived. I, you know, I, I did it with a little bit of panache, but <laughs> my high school years were troubling. Yeah. I was constantly scared. Yeah. Of being found out. Yeah. You know, and 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 using humor as a deflection. Of course. And, yeah. Of course, and. It's been a long time of just deflecting and hiding and you know that's why like I really loved Anne Frank's story because I I really did, did when I read diary closet. I mean she, not in the closet but like hiding f- yeah. out of fear of yeah. being caught like I really when I went, read Diary of Anne Frank when I was in 6th grade I really did um like see myself Yeah in this girl's story, she was brash. She was horny. She loved boys. You yes. know what I mean? Like, I was just like, this is me. <laughs> yeah. Just like I saw myself in Anna Green Gables, who like was not interested in boys, loved her best friend. <laughs> hey, both ends. Yeah, both Look at ends. that. I mean, like, it's, it is, I think that is one of my biggest regrets. That I, like, that, that sort of lesson that I learned and that, like, mm. But and that's how that's the thing I learned the hard way that like that was something that I'm going to was going to have to regret. I didn't. I, and I honestly would say that, like, even the sort of self-realization, like the importance of it, I think, is something I've learned the hard way because mm-hmm. I like the white knuckling. You really once it becomes functional and you're like a, a, a relatively like functioning adult. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing yeah. is like you learned to function and like live as an adult. I mean, girl, you and I are high functioning knucklers. Yes. We really are. Yes. We really just ah, through it. And yeah, it's um, I think I, I honestly think it, for us, it's also this looming 40. Yes. That's also doing it in the background of like not you like this at 40. <laughs> yes that's what's in my head i no, i because 40 like, was the age i saw my parents and i was like that's adult that's, adult. that's like yes you're an adult and to feel this far away from <sighs> yeah i mean it's not even happiness for me it's like i feel this far away from feeling like myself yourself yes that's exactly it and it's like i i, I can't it's not happiness it's it's being it's being proud of yourself. Yes, or fully, like, ste- yeah, fully or loving stepping, yourself. Yes, yeah. fully stepping into who yeah. I am, and like not yeah. feeling like 
itchy in my skin like a yeah. little like oh like can we get a tailor in here like this has been a dress yeah. i've been wearing for thir- almost 40 years i think we can yeah. and it's polyester <laughs> yeah, i'm like, like can- cotton blend or better <laughs> <laughs> can we figure something out and it's like that is something it's i didn't realize that's a big thing with my therapist as well she's just been like yeah it's hard for you to because you are like a highly functioning person mm. and the sort of despair that you feel like feels stupid to you like you're embarrassed i am embarrassed and it feels stupid i'm just like well i'm like still waking up at seven i'm still making all this stuff i'm still doing this i'm doing that like you know i, I it's hard to like explain to someone that like yes i'm doing all this stuff but also i i feel all of this like existential despair and and it's mm-hmm. affecting my life and my ability to step into myself and as a creative mm-hmm. it is actually preventing me from making money <laughs> yes absolutely like, or making anything making anything so yeah. like that's that's been the conversation like because i will say and this is me being like fully transparent like if i was not a creative person i don't know if i would even ask myself this i think i would have white knuckled till i my dying day agree if i was in finance or yeah. accounting or something like i would have i i'm you're basically you know how like um your phone goes into low power mode yes that's what it is yeah like we're just going on like just survive with this low battery bitch just like function <laughs> And, and, it's, and it's preventing Don't, you can't do any apps yeah. like there's no video being played back you can't check your email it's only text no. to people <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and, and it's like and We're it's on preven- low power mode and you and I, it's preventing me from experiencing the level of productivity and success that i want yes and like that is 100 the reason why I'm well let me tell this. you Anji. like you say that the productivity and success like i find myself to be a very productive and successful person you are but that doesn't that's why I'm asking my – it doesn't make anything less stressful. Yeah, that's upsetting. I, there's not – there's no less – there's no uh, abate, abating of stress yeah. or, or or anxiety or, or or lack of purpose or despair or, you know, like aggravated ennui. Like that doesn't go away with success. Like it just gets worse I think. Because you keep, it's what you're saying, like, how dare you still feel like this? Yes. How dare you? At this point, you have wallpaper. How dare you? (laughs) And it gets even worse because our capitalized minds of like, you know, worth slash value slash FICO score slash, you know, household income equals success or class equals, Mm -hmm. well, a value, blah, blah. You know, that's ingrained in us. So we keep doing the stuff, yet we we don't feel any better, but we have more stuff. So the stuff starts becoming looming as higher anxiety because it's higher judgment of self. And you start saying like, what the fuck is – you must be real fucked up then. Yes. When you are poor and anxious, we get that. But now you're doing okay and you're anxious. You're a piece of shit. You're a real fu- – you know, like you're unworthy. Of this, and, you know, and those that's that kind of stuff. I think I, I, I've known this, that's why I started comedy. Like, I was rich when I was in Yahoo, when yeah. I was at in tech, and I felt like this. I was like, the fuck's wrong with me? And then I went into comedy, and I was like, that'll fix it. Turns out it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, tell your story, use your voice, that'll fix everything. It doesn't. And now it's like, what's left? I'm pushing 40. The only thing left is the thing that I have not been touching. Yes. And that's that's it. It's like the last thing left. I mean, And it's crazy because it's like this. You're right. It's like this is the thing that I have known since I was like 20. Like when the first time I did mushrooms, the first time I ever did like I, I read the Upanishads. Like anytime I thought about like a religion deeply, I was like, right, this is the answer. And then you have to make money and then you're doing this and all of a sudden you're doing, and it's like that negotiation and trying to be um, a functioning person in a capitalist society, like pushes aside that endeavor. (sighs) And like, keeps us like eternally Zolofted and zombified. Yes. Which is great for certain lobbyists. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's 100% the hardest thing I had to learn. And I, I, something I'm learning. Me too. 
And I didn't. I, it's like it's so stupid because it's something I learned when I was twenty, when I was like an existential little. You were bitch. made aware. Yes, I was made aware. Yeah. And yeah. like one hundred percent, I think if I were to go through my journals at that time, it would be the the entries would be riddled with this sort of this exact same rumination mm. that we've had. Yes. <laughs> You know, and it's like, I think there's a part of it that's like very, that is embarrassing, but like, but like, you know, you're right. Like I knew this, but then to enact it, that's, this is the thing at 20, you don't realize is the work. Oh, you think at 20, you realize it and you're like, done. Done. (laughs) Figured it out, bitch. You stupid idiots. I've become, I'm enlightened. I'm operating in 5D. My vibrations are higher than yours. (laughs) 20 years later, we're like, um, should we get started on that work? (laughs) Are you ready for some ketamine? (laughs) Title of it. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, we don't have any answers for you, like always, but (laughs) um, we've brought you some more problems. So... We hope you tune in next week and um, follow us on our journeys. And we'd love to hear from you on uh, of your journeys. Obviously, we won't like say anything if you tell us not to. But, um, you know, it's good to not feel completely fucking alone yes. <laughs> and stuff like this. So thanks for listening. We love you. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.